0: Hello, and welcome to the Motivation Method podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and the Motivation Masterclass found at trinitytransformation.co.uk. In today's episode, we're going to
1: discuss the following question. How can I make permanent change to my lifestyle? So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Motivation Method podcast. So Ben, first of all, I think we have a pretty cool announcement, so I'm going to let you take
0: over and let people know what's coming. So we've got a couple of announcements. Apologies for that. First thing is, later on this week, uh, Thursday this week, the 22nd of March, we are releasing a brand new plan, which is called the Trinity Lifestyle Plan. I am very excited to launch this. Up to this point, you have had to pay, invest upwards of um 50 pounds a month in order to work with us inside of trinity in our online coaching but for the first time there's going to be a plan which is completely kind of self-managed self-guided program um available through your phone um and i think it's going to be great so up to this point like originally within with train Game with trinity we did these kind of plans where people would guide them that well follow through them themselves they were basically training just training a nutrition plan so you get your exercise you get your nutrition and you just have to kind of stick to it and go through it yourself problem we found with that was not many people were able to stick to the plan and put it into action over a longer period of time so because of that people didn't always get the results that they should have got so we moved from that into what we do now which is coaching and helping people to stay motivated long term to stick to a plan which meant that they could actually see results over a 90 day to uh, even 365 day time period and then this next step is going to be what we call a well the trinity lifestyle plan so we're going to focus completely on lifestyle transformation which is actually what we're going to talk about in this podcast today but lifestyle transformation is basically in uh, simple terms Building habits and kind of long-term behavior change, which shifts the way that you live your life and shifts the way that your body looks as a result of that. Your body looks and the way that you feel about your body. So, yeah, that's coming on the 22nd of March. Um, It's going to be at a lower price to anything we've released before. It's going to be at a lower price to pretty much everything else in the same market segment out there. So all of these other online fat loss loss plans, they do tend to be... um, I'd say they range from about 20 up to maybe 50 pounds a month. Depends what they are. It's gonna be below, below that kind of level. So if you've been waiting around to invest in something from us, but you've been struggling for money, I know a lot of people do, this is gonna be great. I think it's gonna be our best plan yet, our best system yet, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, definitely, really excited. And as Ben said, that segues nicely into
1: this podcast which is all about how can I make permanent change to my lifestyle. So we're basically going to reveal how we got to the system that we now teach and that we're now going to be giving away at the lowest possible price in the Trinity Lifestyle Plan. So Ben, first of all, like, how did we start this journey? How did we start trying to find out how to make permanent change?
0: We didn't arrive here overnight, first thing. Um, both you and I. Have been doing fitness. I've been doing it since I was about, I don't know, 17 maybe. And the approach I originally had was just basically a trial and error approach. So it wasn't as if I just woke up one day and I knew how to, what to do with my exercise. I knew how to do my, what to do with my nutrition. So if you're watching this, you're in the same position. You don't actually really know where to start. We've both been there, me and Rob. We may be fitness coaches now. We may run a fitness business, but that's not to say we've always been experts in fitness. So the problem with the trial and error approach or the approach that I took and I think Rob took as well was it's very slow because just the nature of a trial and error approach, the error side of it means that some of the approaches you're going to take, well all of the approaches you're going to take until you get to the one that you decide works are going to be wrong. So you might have to try a hundred things in order to find one thing that is correct. And my approach to it was basically to, it was quite random, it was like what I saw in a magazine, what I heard somebody else talking about, what I found on a website, pieced all those things together, some of them worked, some of them didn't work, and it's kind of based on just hoping something works, so reading someone else's advice and being like, this person says I should do this, hopefully this will give me some results, you try it out, you see if it did actually give you some results, a lot of the time it doesn't, sometimes it does and there were a ton of different approaches that we tried which we're going to go through now and before we get into
1: those as well one other thing that happens a lot is that something works for a while but then it kind of stops working and it was a big lesson for us to find oh really important i think for us to find out what would actually continue to work because we do these things i will get into what they are in just a sec I would certainly do things anyway, and I'd start seeing changes to my body or strength or fitness or whatever, but quite often the change would be like for a few weeks, maybe for a few months, and then it would stop again, and that's really frustrating. And I think probably everyone can relate to that yeah so definitely what kind of approaches have you tried Ben first of all what let uh, let's let's go from the beginning of your journey what was the start of your journey like, and then I also Reveal my embarrassing escapades at the beginning of
0: trying to get fit and make these permanent lifestyle changes. So I've tried a lot of weird and wonderful approaches over my fitness journey. That's that I'm going to give you some of the strangest ones. So one of them was I think I think it's called the Warrior Diet, where you basically eat all of your calories in one meal every day. So you just you save up your well you wake up in the morning, you go through your entire day and your work day and whatever feeling starving hungry, maybe go to the gym, still feeling starving hungry and miserable, and then you get to whatever time it is that you decide you're gonna eat, 4 p.m., 5 p.m., and you just have one giant meal with like 2,000 or 3,000 calories in it. You eat all of those calories in your one meal, you feel bloated and full, and then you just repeat that every single day. And I don't know about you, but I didn't find that one particularly fun or particularly um, sustainable. I didn't try that one, I have to say. I've seen it. I've heard of the warrior diet and
1: um, it sounded cool because I was like, oh, warrior diet must be uh, for badasses. But um, I could kind of see it look like a bad idea. <laughs> I have tried intermittent fasting though, which is a similar approach, right? Where you you eat for a certain window, so like maybe eight hours of a day you're allowed to eat. So you might eat from midday to 8pm and
0: Again, that's supposed to help you lose weight. I think you've tried that too, right? Yeah, I did intermittent fasting for quite a long time. I I do it kind of now, um, like just by accident though, like I'll just, what time is it now? 11.26, haven't had breakfast today, this morning. Um, I'll probably end up eating at 12 or one, which technically is like what you would do with intermittent fasting. Thing with fitness is, I was talking to my friend, um, one of my friends about this. I went skiing, I stayed with my friend, Sammy, and I was saying that like there there is a fitness thing that you can make up for any any possible situation. So for example, if you're eating carbs before your workouts, you can say it's like carb, Was it carb backloading or carb preloading or something? You, you can, can call, call, call it whatever you like. <laughs> if if you're eating carbs after your workout, you can call it carb refeeding. If you have one day where you overeat, you can say you had a refeed day. If you have a bad meal, you can call it a cheat meal. People are just they just invent things, which are just kind of not really needed <laughs> and then they labels these... to make it seem marketable I guess yeah to make it marketable and to make it so yeah so they can say like
1: oh you should do this it seems like a magic formula rather than the truth which we know and we've talked about a million times already on the podcast Is just controlling the amount of calories
0: you eat yeah and all these approaches that we're going to talk about well we'll mention a few more but the only reason they they actually work is because they control the amount of calories you eat pretty much And the workout approach is the only reason that any of those work is they are, I guess, a sensible type of training to be doing. Yeah, they have to. There's still technical
1: things. We won't bore them with it with workouts, such as increasing volume over time, progressively overloading, taking um, deloads or reducing the load on your body every now and again and things like this. There's there's technical things in workouts too, but most people struggle is with the eating. So we'll focus on that first. So what other approaches have you tried, Ben? I know you've done, so you've done one meal a day. We've done intermittent fasting. What else did you try? I've
0: tried a super low carb dieting as well. So like 50 grams of carbs a day. So you just eat like nuts, meat, eggs, protein shakes. Um, Veg- don't really have any carbs, have a few vegetables. Even if you eat too many vegetables, you probably go over your carbs on one of these That's kind true. of diets but um yeah that also made my energy levels terrible made me feel feel bad um affected my workout performance i felt yeah. tired i just i don't know i didn't see much benefit compared to well I, I couldn't have stuck to it forever that's the key
1: yeah no i found the same thing with that approach like you might have heard it called keto key key k-e-t-o keto and um often that's 50 grams or less, or maybe even 30 grams of less of carbs, which is pretty low. And as Ben said, I just found it really suffocating socially. Like we'd go out to dinner and there was nothing on the menu I could eat. Um, And as Ben said, there's this period where you have really low energy. Supposedly you're supposed to get more energy again, but then if you return to eating carbs, so if you have a pizza, if you have chips, if you have a piece of cake or whatever, if you have a a cocktail, which will have sugary carbs in, that, like brings you out of this magic ketosis state and then you're back to square one again so i also found it just was not something i could keep up and the whole topic i want to talk about today is how can i make permanent change to my lifestyle and this is a this is an amazing a really good question to be answering because if you're asking this question you are already looking for a solution that's going to get you in shape and keep you in shape it's going to get you that lifetime transformation rather than that flash in the pan quick weight loss and quick regain again which is what most people are aiming for so again for me no carbs not really a great long-term solution unless you can some people can never eat carbs again there are a few people who really love it and just don't care for anything like bready sugary chips ice cream cake but for me i'm not even that into those things and i couldn't give them up
0: Mm. yeah it makes it impossible to go out for meals out that's one of the worst things you go to a restaurant And you say, oh, I need something with no carbs in it. You basically have to eat uh, salad with no dressing on it. No croutons. That's pretty much it. Everything else you have. Steak or salad. You're going to be stuffed. If you can find a a plain piece. You're going to have to have steak with no chips, no side. Steak and salad. Which would be all right, I guess. But that's depending on what restaurant you're in. you You might not even be able to get that. Yeah. And a lot of those no carb people literally eat meat and salad or veg.
1: That's it. Every meal including breakfast so it depends what you're into but um for us and i think the majority of the people we work with they have to cook for their families they have to cook with their other halves like it's got to work for everyone around you as well this is one of the most important things i think people don't consider when they're starting something so maybe part of people's trial and their approach is they start a particular diet kind of like what we're talking about now and if that diet's not going to work for your family and your other half then the You're never going to be able to keep going because they're going to constantly be moaning and saying, oh, do I have to have this again? Do I have to eat this? Then you either have to end up cooking another meal for yourself, which is just going to be unsustainable. It's going to be exhausting. It's going to be depressing to kind of eat on your own. And we hear this all the time. So if if you're not going to be able to keep it up, you're not going to be able to make a permanent change to your lifestyle. So it's got to be something you, you can fit around your family life, around your social life. And most of these approaches we're talking about now did not do that. Now, what's the next approach um, you tried, Ben? We've done no-carb, we've done one meal a day, we've done um, intermittent fasting, what else have you given a go?
0: So a couple other approaches I've tried. One of them was, what we, well, there's two that kind of contrast each other. One's like dirty bulking, which is where you try and, it's something that guys do more than, more than girls, but when you try and gain load of muscle, and just do that by eating is like overeating on your calories. So you just eat whatever you want. You have like a full... I used to have a, like a normal tea. So I'd have like my chicken, potatoes, vegetables, whatever that was. And then after I had my normal tea or before as a starter, I'd have an entire pizza. And then probably have a protein shake after that as well. And yeah, some I, remember,
1: I remember we used to walk down to Tesco's like after the gym most <laughs> it was probably most nights to get one of those mini pizza express pizzas or oh, not even mini <laughs> but like normal size each exactly eat one so, of them each in the disc get a discounted one from tesco's and then have our other meal and then we would probably also
0: drink some olive oil just to top it off yeah i used to drink t- tablespoons of olive oil measure them out on the tablespoon and drink them just to get extra calories in just to make sure i could gain as much muscle as i possibly could which resulted in gaining 10 kilos of like muscle and fat but then in order to get back to, in order to lose the fat I gained, I had to lose the 10 kilos again. So as you can see, a lot of these trial and error approaches don't tend to work. So that was one side of the coin. The dirty bulking approach, eat loads of junk food. The other one was um, like 100% clean eating. So trying to be absolutely perfect. So never having any sugar, never having any bread or, wheat or processed foods or anything like that which the problem with that approach is you tend to be able to stick to it for five days and then you go off track you go mad and you just eat loads of loads of junk food because you're craving it and then you just repeat this kind of cycle of like cutting things out and then binging on them again and again and again yeah and again Um, I think it can work for some people like um,
1: some people need a clean cut and that is why we do a couple of weeks of that called the diet makeover with our clients. But long-term it's a, it, I feel like it's an impossible goal you're setting yourself. If you say like we speak to people in email and they say, my plan is to just eat hundred percent clean from now on. It's like, so when you eat one chip, that means you've failed. Or when you eat one slice of cake on your birthday, it means you've failed. And it's just, it's an impossible goal. Like set, I, th- I always think setting the goal as perfection is just a recipe for disasters. then you feel like you failed. Then you feel like, what's the point? and the self-sabotage begins so it's possible maybe for a week two weeks and i mean we see really good results with our clients doing that again they don't always necessarily do it for every single meal of the two weeks but they do it for probably 95 percent at least I, don't, I have to say i don't think i've ever actually tried to do 100 percent clean eating i think i just i for a week a week or two as long as i can do it for i just know it's not a realistic long-term solution for me I like food too much. I like eating too much. I like too much cheese. nice stuff. <laughs> I like pizza, cheese. I was uh, where was I? Um, I was on, on a
0: date on uh, on a, d- a date night. What other night? What night was it? Sunday night maybe. I was at Pizza Express. and I was eating a pizza. It was a ham and mushroom pizza from Pizza Express, which is delicious. And before that, I had dough balls with loads of butter and garlic oh, and yeah, stuff on it. good. Both delicious. But I just I was talking to the girl I was on a date with. Uh, and we were both saying like the best thing in life is like any combination that has cheese on it, melted cheese and like crunchy bread together. I don't think I could give up that. Like if, I, if you told me I can never have a piece of cheese on toast or a slice of pizza ever again, that would seriously impact my life in a in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> and The good news is you don't like most
1: people don't need to give those things up unless you're seriously, seriously intolerant to them. Like, yeah.
0: to see fat loss results, you don't have to do that, do you? Yeah, even me. Like, if I eat, I know that if I eat pizza or bread or things with wheat in, it tends to mess up my digestion. I think Rob is, like, everybody has different, like, their digestion is different. Rob, if he drank, like, two pints of milk... Oh, it wouldn't be pretty. He'd be bloated, he'd feel terrible. If I eat, like, a half a pack of bread, I'll be bloated and I'll feel terrible. But I'll still have a piece of cheese on toast every so often. I'll still have a slice of pizza... It's, it's all about moderation. If I ate only bread and Rob drank only milk, we'd both be feeling terrible. But yeah, but there's a, a route little. to moderation, isn't there? Like I think everyone preaches
1: this moderation and I know we're doing it now and it's true. Eventually, that's where you want to get to. But the route to
0: moderation isn't necessarily starting with moderation. Yeah, that's like the permanent change, the moderation. But to get to the permanent change, there's a number of kind of stages and hoops you got to jump through to get to yeah. that end goal.
1: <coughs> <coughs> and on the, um, again, on the flip side of that dirty bulking, so there's a couple of flip sides to that. I don't know if that makes any sense, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, so both of Ben and I did this to try and gain more muscle. We ate whatever and everything. Then there's the clean eating approach, which is doing eating only clean, or whatever that means, Foods Hard to specify. But I also... I personally once tried um, this rapid fat loss approach and a lot of people may have experienced this as well, where basically one of the key things that motivated me and Ben to get in shape and we've done this over and over, haven't done it for a few years actually, probably should do it again at some point, but it's to do a photo shoot. So we had photo shoots for the company. Uh, we also did some fashion shows that you probably heard about before. And we had this photo shoot coming up and it was me and Ben and it was these two girls who are in really good shape from our university who were helping us out as well and um the problem was i wanted to gain as much muscle as possible before this photo shoot because i was like these these guys all look really good so what i'm going to do is i'm going to leave it to the last possible minute to to lose fat like people might do for the holidays like people might do for a wedding or an event or just for life they might you it's quite tempting isn't that as humans we just want to do get the fastest results we can and we want to put things off that are hard because eating less food isn't that fun um so i was like right, I'll leave it till I have about eight weeks to go. And Ben had been dieting already for about eight weeks, I think for this photo shoot, he took it really slow. He was already looking really good. And the pictures, Ben looks awesome in this photo shoot. The other girls look great. And then I was really, really, really disappointed with how the photos came out. Like the previous year I'd done a photo shoot, really pleased with the pictures, like look the best I've ever looked. And then this time around, I tried to do do what should have really taken 16 weeks plus, And I did it in eight weeks. I tried to eat less and less and less food. I tried to do more and more cardio. I was doing like HIIT workouts every day on top of my gym workouts. And it just wasn't really happening. Like well, what I really found was from, this is one of my trial and error things, was that trying to rush fat loss just isn't actually possible. And all I ended up doing was kind of deflating myself, burning my muscle. So I didn't really look very muscular Um, considering how hard I'd worked and also I didn't look very lean either and this is tends to be what people do they tend to be tempted by these fast results, we all are, I was Um, but you've got to learn from your mistakes and what I realised was it didn't make me look that good and then you also regain weight really fast afterwards and this is what a lot of people tend to do with diets as well they do a 1200 calorie diet or a really low calorie diet the Cambridge Should Diet whatever it's called (laughs) and they lose weight quite quick, but they also lose like, their muscle, and then they regain it all really quick again. So that was another terrible food approach that didn't work for me. Have you got any other things you've tried, Ben? I mean, there's probably a lot um, can talk about. Any others you want to talk about on the food side of things?
0: Food-wise. Um, that was, I don't know. Oh, I just remembered, I don't know. We've already done that one. We've done the low-carb one. I remember when I did the low-carb one, though, for a while, I got convinced that coconut oil was... Um, some sort of superfood and so I would take like a tub of coconut oil to work with me and then sit there with a spoon at my desk eating coconut oil with a spoon because I thought this was going to be the magic solution to my uh... Did you convince yourself it was delicious? I convinced myself it was quite nice actually I'd like the taste of coconut oil I mean straight from the spoon it's not great it's better than olive oil I can put it that way (laughs) Yeah I think we had quite low standards for food at some point Yeah definitely i used i remember uh well third year of uni when i was really into the fitness stuff i just i remember just eating so many times just having chicken with rice and broccoli just plain yeah the cliche plain chicken plain rice plain broccoli maybe with some soy sauce on it if you're lucky yeah that was a treat having soy sauce on it that was like the 100 percent clean eating approach but yeah, should we get into some of the workout ones? Yeah, let's get into the workouts because you don't... Basically, the solution
1: is we tried all these things. We realized most of it was rubbish and you didn't need to do it <laughs> in terms
0: of ex- eating. i thought yeah, of an even worse on. one, the stupidest one. The time... I just used to drink three protein shakes a day with three scoops of whey protein in each protein shake. That's like nine times the amount that any normal human being would want to consume. Um, yeah, it's mad. Yeah, I was just, it's just, it's just these little things. You hear one thing is going to be good, for example, the coconut oil. And then you take it, if you take it to the extreme, it then becomes unsustainable. So then you're eating loads of coconut oil, then you go for a protein shake diet. Oh, protein shakes are good. So I'll have nine a day instead of having one a day because that must be better. Oh, carbs are bad. So I'll eat zero carbs instead of maybe just eating the right type of carbs or a more kind of moderate approach. Moderation is not very exciting, unfortunately, and I'm quite... I like exciting things. I think a lot of people get excited by these approaches. Yeah. And the I think the biggest issue that's
1: standing out to me, like reviewing this now, is we didn't really, at this stage, have any real understanding what actually caused fat loss to happen or muscle gain. So what you then tend to do is if you don't actually know why, and for some reason we didn't try and figure it out at that point, um, then what tends to happen is you just, you're just just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it'll stick. It's the same with a lot of things in life. If you don't really understand how to get the result you want, then you just try all these different things. You hear things people say, things you see on the internet, things that kind of don't really tell you why they would work or not work. And really the massive revelation came when we realized that you just had to eat the right amount of calories for you. And there's a there's a few intricacies in terms of food choices and things like that. But we didn't until we understood that it just ended up being like oh, I'll try this, oh that didn't really work. I'll try this, oh that didn't really work. I'll try this, okay that worked quite well, but I don't really know why. So I'll just try something else. And once you know why, you can actually build something that will work for you, or you can find something that will work for you that definitely does the thing that you need to do to get that permanent change to a lifestyle.
0: Yeah, and you have when you have all of these tools in your toolbox, you understand how these things are going to affect you. You understand how low carbs is gonna affect you, how um, eating the right amount of calories is gonna affect you, how eating, how drinking protein shakes is gonna affect you. You can take something which we may have taken to the extreme and done badly, and then build it into a program that works really well. So that photo shoot Rob was talking about, where I'd, at that point, I'd followed all these approaches. I'd done this a few times, the whole photo shoot process. I remember I, I did use the low carbs thing. I did like just, as Rob said, two weeks of low carbs to kind of reduce my food cravings and kind of reset my diet. So I, I utilized that low carb thing. It's not that's to say all of these things are completely useless, but when you know how to use them, they can be very effective. So I used that low carbs for a short period of time, then went into something more moderate. Um, and eventually that that worked out pretty well. Yeah, it's
1: just... Oh, voice went a bit weird there. <laughs> the sexy voice came out. It's understanding the fundamentals, isn't it? Because now we can review stuff. And I've sat on my own and with Ben, we've listened to... I must have listened to a 1,000 hours of fitness podcasts or something boring like that over the years. I still like to keep up to date with it. And we we will still listen to new podcasts from experts in different fields. And then we might listen to a low-carb no low carb expert or someone who uh, condones something else. And we'll listen to the whole thing. And about two and a half hours in or three hours in, we're like, okay, so this thing has tons of benefits, low carb, whatever. And eventually they try and discuss why it's working usually. And it always, every time we're like, there we go. They've just really revealed that actually the secret is it's just reducing your calorie intake um, and making you eat better, more high quality foods. It pretty much is always that. It's reducing calorie intake, making sure you're eating enough protein and making sure you're eating some high quality food. and. When you understand that those are the fundamentals for nutrition and there's similar fundamentals for workouts and there's similar fundamentals for mindset and behavior change then you can as we said you can you can figure out you can actually understand why something might work so you go okay protein shakes can be useful because i need to get enough protein in my diet do i need to have nine scoops a day and 250 grams a day probably not so you go, okay that doesn't really make sense low carb might make sense because it will make me reduce my calorie intake because i'm cutting out a whole food group but can I actually keep that up? Maybe not, okay, so maybe that approach isn't the best one for me. One meal a day would work because again, it's gonna mean I eat less. If um, Intermittent fasting works because it reduces the amount of time you're eating. So you, again, you eat less food. And then once you start to understand this stuff, you realize it's not that complicated and you can see through all the diets. And this is one of the things we try and teach all of our clients is the actual fundamentals of what works, why it works, and then you can you can just look at approaches and go well that one's daft that one's daft that one works but i know why it works and then you realize there's no snake oil there's no magic formula there's no secret to why anything's working it's all simple science and it's not you don't need to have a degree or you don't need to have an a level in biology or whatever to understand why they're working
0: it is actually quite simple yeah it's 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 not rocket science that's that's for sure but people love to overcomplicate it i think i think a lot of
1: people like to overcomplicate it because then they have a reason to say why it didn't work because they go oh this approach is so complex so difficult to stick to and i think a lot of coaches like to overcomplicate
0: it to look clever as well it's because they have they've they've got this phd in uh whatever it is nutrition science or whatever when the reality is it's, it's not that hard to lose weight really no they've it's got this not, really, really not that complicated, complicated system and then but they, they want it to be complicated because they're a doctor in it so they're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want to be
1: seriously smart and there's, there's probably i mean kirsten one of our team members is doing a master's in nutrition you do learn how to um deal with the, like the 0.001 percent of person who does have some serious condition that needs a really special diet but 99.9 percent of people it's just very simple and it's a very few set of factors you need to stick to and you'll see results so that is diet let's jump into um, exercise so we've tried a a million different things Ben what what kind of things did you try
0: on your journey to working out what worked I started off doing a push-ups in my bedroom and like curls with a set of plastic dumbbells in my bedroom so yeah, well, I did, I did start out with weight training, which is um, How lucky old are because... you when you're doing this? <coughs> Probably about 17. But a good thing about being a guy is the type of exercise you tend to fall into doing as a guy is weight training, which happens to be the best type of exercise for losing fat and building muscle. And it just tends to be seen as like a guy thing. So luckily as a guy, just because of like social norms and stereotypes... Guys end up doing the right type of exercise, usually, most of the time, to lose fat and kind of change the way their body looks. Um, well, I think the great thing is younger girls are now they are now yeah yeah now seeing a lot more role
1: models who are lifting weights. Like a lot of what well, they're basically seeing on social media and things, the people who look the best are doing weight training. In terms of the girls as well, but I think it has it's going to take a long time. It may never filter down to the older generations. I think that's the tricky thing is the older generations have seen like oh who's who's some famous uh like davina mccall and is it jillian michaels and all these people are probably saying you should do like these home cardio things and all these kind of like girls workouts in inverted commas when in reality yeah. as ben said that doesn't really
0: exist but anyway i interrupted your story keep going um yeah so i started off doing weight training in my room doing pretty just you know trying to f- just figuring it out, I guess, looking at men's health magazines, looking what workouts were in there, um, and just following those workouts as they were laid out with no clue as to why they were working. Just kind of, you know, read about it in the magazine, trust what they say in the magazine, follow it. And to be honest, that worked pretty well training wise. Um, if you're currently someone who does a lot of cardio, hit cardio, Whatever other type of cardio, if you switch to weight training, even if it's not the best weight training in the world, as long as you're lifting enough weight, as long as you're trying, putting in a bit of effort, you're probably going to see good results at first, regardless of what you're doing. It only becomes necessary to get complicated with it and get clever with it when you get a little bit more, well, when you've been doing it for a couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, if you do the same basic stuff forever it's just eventually going to stop working which is what happened with me i just got to a point where i completely hit a plateau working out in my bedroom with plastic weights was no longer enough to trigger any more changes so then i started going to the gym again still doing these men's health or whatever i found in magazines or on the internet workouts one i remember was the vin diesel workout which was you do uh there's like two you pick two exercises for the same body part hopefully I'm not going to lose people here if they're not in just give us a quick example so it was like bench press which, which is a chest exercise and chest flies another chest exercise and what you would do is you'd do the heaviest weight you could do for six reps six repetitions on the bench press then you would immediately with no break go into six reps on the chest fly with some light dumbbells and then go straight back to six on the heaviest um, heaviest weight you could use on the bench press and then that was it so it was like <laughs> that was it the, the whole selling point of this workout was like you'll be in the gym for 10 minutes and you'll get as much workouts as if you did an entire long workout which is probably not true <laughs> which is yeah I, I don't think that was true I mean you know it might have well felt you know felt good because it's uh, doing a lot of work in a short period of time but yeah I wouldn't say that's the most effective thing, so I followed all these magazine workouts, which were not great um but I only started seeing like good results when I started understanding like the fundamentals of why workouts are good, which again, just like nutrition are not actually that complicated. but the key thing is like
1: as you mentioned in the beginning we were both quite lucky to fall into this weight training. Category, I guess, as guys, early on, because, as you said, if you want to lose weight and tone up, if you basically, if you want to look your best, then weights have been proven time and time and time and time and time again to get that result. But it's we so kind of fell into it
0: as well. It's so yeah. counterintuitive. you look at weight training and you think, "Oh, that's going to gain me weight," the reality is, you do weight training, you're going to lose more fat than if you did like cardio-based exercise. Luckily and, for me and Rob, I you, is that we. um I think we our problem was kind of we were just very scrawny as young young men. <laughs> like, and this, as... I think this is almost why it
1: worked. I was just thinking about this when you were telling me this story. We were both right. super skinny and I was, I was like laughed at at school. I mean, I was lucky that I was quite lean. So I also like, I think I was laughed at for being skinny. So then I started doing all these push-ups and these sit-ups and I got quite like lean, but still very small. And I'm... I remember starting uni actually, and the first week, Ash was just, Ash she was still a friend, and she was a good friend at uni, a girl who I lived with, just like, we were having a conversation. And I think, <laughs> this is quite funny actually, I hadn't thought of it in retrospect. She she always wanted to come and hang out in my room. I, <laughs> it sounds really cocky. I was convinced that she fancied me or something, when in reality, she's just actually a nice person who wants to hang out, because um, we cleared this up. And one night I was like, Ash, you're always in my room. Like. <laughs> do you fancy me or something basically when I was drunk? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, well, I don't fancy you either. So this is good. But she's like, I wouldn't really want to go out with someone as skinny as you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I've been told this like 20 times now. So um, I think that was a straw that broke the camel's back because from that point on, I had so much motivation that I would just train. I used to get up even at union first year actually and train at 7 a.m. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, luckily, I, had, I would train with some people who did because they they'd be on rugby teams and stuff. I used to just go to the gym at seven and um, my friends would be like, this is the workout we're doing and I'd just start following it. So having a good motivation definitely helped, but the key was being consistent and lifting weights for
0: sure. (coughs) I need to stop trying to stop coughing all over the place. Just get out. Yeah, my uh, my thing was kind of similar. I mean, Uh, I wrote this story down recently as one of our marketing emails. I just remember uh, I was going out with a girl when I was at uni and we broke up and she got a new boyfriend who was like this big rugby guy. He was way bigger than me. So that kind of spurred me on. I was like, well, you know, I've got to, uh, now I've got to kind of, I just felt like I had to, I had to get bigger for some reason. I had to put on muscle, I had to be stronger, I had to be more manly. And then that drove me to just go into the gym all the time. Like six days a week, drinking my nine protein shakes a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was, I was definitely committed to it, had that goal in place. I just All I used to do was, I, I definitely just used to do chest as well. I used to fall into a trap that a lot of guys do, where they do chest Monday. Chest Mondays, arms on Tuesday, shoulders on Wednesday. Um, what other muscles are there? Back on Back. Thursday. And then Friday, where it was supposed to be leg day, you then go, and, um, you go out drinking and said, but then you come back to Monday the next week and then obviously it's chest day again. So you just do the uh, <laughs> chest, arms, back and uh, shoulders and with skinny little legs. Lucky for you, you have like superhumanly big
1: legs already genetically. But for me, that didn't look so good. <laughs> it's taken me about 10 years to grow any sort of moderate size to my legs. <laughs> but the yeah, the point is that We also didn't know what we're doing in terms of this, but the trial and error approach, whilst it was all right, it was kind of slow. Like I honestly think I could have cut two or three years out of my training time because all this stuff was fine. I was going to the gym. I actually started going to the gym when I was 17 and I used to go about once a month. And um, I was already doing push-ups in my room. I was already doing sit-ups in my room, like a hundred a night. And um, I got pretty good at that. And then I thought I'd go to the gym and get better results. But downstairs there was the weights room and I never went down there because there's all these clanging noises and grunting and men making all these noises. And I was this skinny little 17 year old who was terrified and petrified. So all I did was I thought, I don't really know what I'm doing. I I'm just, I'll stay up here. So all I did was I'd run on the running machine because I was showing that in the induction. I'd go on the cross trainer and then I'd go on the, like, on the machines that were upstairs. So I'd do like the ab crunching machine and the bicep curl machine. But because i didn't really know what i was doing nothing really changed so that was my first foray into the gym I, I went a couple of times then stopped going and then um then i went to uni then i started as i was saying with ben i just started going to the gym regularly because i was so skinny i wanted to change but again it took me ages to actually see any significant changes now i think as we talked about i think we talked about last time the first significant change i saw was ben when ben sent me this workout the t nation push pull workout which is a proper structured workout again.
0: So, so Ben, proper, where did you where did
1: you come across that? Like, how did
0: you how did you so, find that? So when I uh, got bored of doing well, no, I got to plateaus with all these mental health workouts, eventually got to the point where I remember I was I was really uh into doing my chest training. I had I was just wanted a huge chest. No <laughs> idea why. I remember being in a club once and some girl was just like, Your chest is too big, it looks stupid. That was uh, (laughs) one moment when I realized I probably didn't know how to program my own workouts if they were just all chest all week. So I eventually started looking into what workouts I should do that were going to get me past. Yeah, I hit a plateau with my weight. So I remember I I was doing dumbbells on chest press and I got to 30 kilos on the dumbbells. And I, I didn't get past that for about a year. I was lifting the same weight for like ages, months. But just because my workouts weren't really programmed properly. My nutrition wasn't really programmed properly. So I started looking at. Instead of just looking at a magazine. I started then looking at. Which people. Are going to be. going to have the best program. To get you in the best shape. And. The conclusion I came to with that was. Bodybuilders. So you see these massive bodybuilders. Um, all ripped and oiled up. And super lean with loads of muscle. And. I just started looking at different bodybuilding approaches. So started on maybe bodybuilding.com. I remember it was simplyshredded.com and then tnation.com and tried all kinds of different bodybuilding programs, which then gave me kind of more success because these have been made by people who are actually experts at gaining muscle, at losing fat. And eventually came to this tnation push-pull workout, which was kind of a, a mixture of bodybuilding and powerlifting. I don't know how I got into these. Of things it's like one of those things you read about on a forum, bodybuilding is a very nerdy <laughs> yeah. kind of sport with loads of guys who go to the gym on their own. It'd be that guy that you see with the headphones in, he looks scary at the gym and he's really into his bodybuilding. Actually, he's like a big softy inside, he's still he's that just, skinny nerd inside. He's a, he's a massive nerd who's because he's a nerd, he's managed to come up with the clever workout and nutrition approach, which has got him looking like he's huge. Um... But yeah, it was just looking into that bodybuilding kind of approaches and eventually found a workout, which it's called a push-pull workout. So it's like you do all of the push muscles on one day, all of the pull muscles on another day. You split the body up into two groups. This is actually still what we do with our clients, though. We use this kind of workout structure because it was so effective from everything that we we decided to try. Yeah, and if it worked for us, like... A lot of people think because it's
1: worked for guys, it's not going to work for girls. But the reality is if it's a good workout program, I mean, you want to tweak, tweak a few things because the kind of muscles you want to build might be a little bit different, but you still, the same the same reason it worked is the same reason that one would work for a girl. So this is why the same fundamentals we still apply to our clients because it, it really, really does work. So we went from the trial and error approach of just going, I oh, will try a diet try another diet, try another diet, try another diet, because we didn't really know what was working. So we just thought we'd keep trying things. When they stopped working, we'd try another one. When they stopped working, we'd try another one. Or we'd try the same one again, because it worked before. But ultimately, you didn't really get anywhere very fast from doing that. You kind of lose weight, go back, gain some strength, get stuck. And then we started to study and we started to learn. And we were reading stuff online, as Ben said. We got all nerdy about it. I started listening to tons and tons of podcasts started reading books everything we could to try and find out where we wanted to go but this is a slow path isn't it like what i have found is there's there's probably a million there's i mean there's a, there's some fundamentals that always stand but then there's a million ways to apply those fundamentals to achieve your goal so it can often lead to just even more confusion if you just start reading this stuff on the internet unless you're prepared to trawl through like a million websites try 10, 20 different things, which is kind of what Ben and I did in our first five years of fitness, you're kind of gonna waste a lot of time. And most people, if you're a busy parent or busy mum, and you've already done loads of things that haven't worked, you don't really have the time or the patience to figure these out. I think it was lucky that we were so young, and we're kind of, you know when you're younger, you're kind of open to failing at more things. you've got the time, we were at uni, we are open to like trying things and failing things. I don't think I could deal with it as much nowadays of like failing at so many different approaches, trying so many different random things, but at the time it was an enjoyable thing it was what we were into, and we were just figuring it out. but the problem was it could be very confusing so we kind of we kind of lucked our way to figuring out the formula at the beginning or or I wouldn't even say the formula figuring out the start the build like the build the starting sort of foundation for where. We then started to build what we built in Train It Gain, and then in Trinity. Yep. So what what did we then? I mean, we then discovered stuff about goals. So what 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 happened for you with that, Ben?
0: Oh, it was just pure luck again. <laughs> it was all of this was luck. Went through went through all these nutrition approaches. Eventually, lucked in on figuring out that if you just get the right amount of calories, then you can achieve anything you want. Did all of these workout approaches. Uh, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, Vin Diesel workouts, DTP, German volume training, bodybuilding, all kinds of stuff. Eventually lucked in on the fact that if you just had a nice, sensible, programmed workout, a few little fundamentals, periodization, and what's it called? I I don't remember all of this stuff anymore. I just kind of... Intuitively programming Yeah, I don't know all of the technical terms. Those things like progressive overload, I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. uh, Whatever, (laughs) they use all these technical terms, but when you have a... Yeah, increasing volume over time. When you have a program which has all these elements in it, it just works. It's just science. It just works. It's just... Yeah, they've proven
1: it gets the best results, basically, through a lot of of research studies.
0: Yeah, so lucked in on the the nutrition approach, which all the bodybuilders were working, which worked well. Lucked in on the bodybuilding workout approach, which worked really well for all those bodybuilders, physique athletes, bikini competitors, whoever else. And then also look, lucked in on how to stay motivated long term. So first of all, there was that like uh, me wanting to get big arms to uh, compete with my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. That spurred me on for a bit. Um, and then the second big shift was starting to do these these charity fashion shows. So our university had this every single year they would have a, a charity fashion show. And inevitably, as part of this charity fashion show, there's always an underwear like round where the girls will parade around in lingerie. The guys will walk around in some bo- in some um, little like Y fronts or whatever. And <laughs> they wear boxer shorts. <laughs> I feel like I got a pair of Y fronts one year. I think the first year <laughs> I did it. No, no, they were, I had, I had bright yellow boxer shorts the first Ooh, time. Nice. But yeah, then the guys had to parade around in these boxer shorts um, and like do embarrassing poses at the end of the catwalk. So I don't remember how I got into this this fashion show. I yeah, how did you get no into idea. that? Um I feel like Annika was helping out with it, one of my friends uh, or my housemate. I feel like that was what it was. or One of her friends was doing it and she was like, "Oh, you should do this fashion show, Ben." Um, for some reason I decided to sign up for it, but it was great. It's like it was a really fun experience. You meet a lot of you meet some cool people. Um, it's like a little it's like more of a it's like almost like a social thing more than anything. Um, yeah. But then that gave me this goal where it was like in three months time, four months time you're going to have to get in your boxes and stand in front of 300 people on a stage so just having that goal there made me very very motivated to go to the gym and to get into the best shape I possibly could so yeah, almost by accident I had a really good goal set for me and then I had to figure out how to get in the best shape in that period of time so then I was doing all the research, looking at how you know how do you lose weight over, how do you lose fat over a 12 week period? How do you do it over a 16 week period? What's the best way to do it? Um, so yeah, the goal really helped me to then just be consistent with what I was doing six or seven days a week, like really, really consistent. Um, so I did that one and then, then me and Rob did, did we do another fashion show? Just one or two? Yeah, we did two more. So you, I think you did, did, two did more. You I did, did three, one then. in your
1: second year maybe. Yeah. And then ben wrote me into the next one and then like it it was a strange experience it was like i almost didn't really care about doing the second one for doing the fashion show like i had a girlfriend at this point like i'll be honest the first one i think i did because i didn't have a girlfriend when i signed up for it (laughs) and there were obviously a lot of good looking girls doing that and i knew i could get in good shape for it but um the second one it was like the goal works so well to make me consistent. And that's what I learned was important to get the results I wanted. Um, that then when Ben was saying, should we do the next one? I still like, oh, I, don't, I don't really care to do the fashion show side of it. Like I'm not gonna really, like that would be cool, but I'm not that bothered. But I know that if I have to stand up in front of 300 people, like Ben said, in my pants, I'm damn well gonna work hard for it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm gonna actually go to the gym. And when I'm thinking, do I wanna go today? Do I not wanna go today? Do I wanna eat this meal or that meal? Or should I just go and eat a load of junk? I will actually make the decision, the right decision. So as you said, we kind of fell into this as well. But we we started to figure out by doing this over and over again, that ah, this thing was important. Eating the right amount of calories was important. Consistency was important. Having a goal was essential for that consistency. And if you don't really care about the goal that much, then you're not going to be consistent and we learned that this this in a photo shoot was an extremely powerful motivator and you've got to try of figure out for you what motivates you because we were quite simple beings back then the embarrassment of not looking good in front of loads of people and then the opposite effect of looking good and feeling good in front of loads of people and loads of good looking girls was enough at university for us to just go we're going to go go all in with this we're going to work hard and i mean i'm still proud of the pictures i have to say <laughs> Not because I'd, I, I want well I don't want to show them off to everyone. I don't really care for that anymore, but just because it's a site it's a, it's a display of all that hard work paying off, um, and all of that started with setting a goal that actually mattered. So we set this goal, but then we had to actually get an approach to get us there. So we actually kind of came up with an well, I guess you had your own action plan. I think we both came up with our own at this point because we were quite experienced. So what did you come up with, Ben? What was your way of doing it in a bit more detail? Um,
0: it's quite simple. So you start out with, uh, start with a, an amount of calories and then slowly reduce those calories over time, which is just that is just the fundamental way you, that you lose body fat. It's just predictable, sustainable way to lose body fat. Because uh, over time, basically, if you reduce your calories, um, your metabolism tries to compensate for your calories being a bit lower, so it slows down. So eventually your progress stalls, and then you reduce your calories a bit more. So steadily reducing your calories is a really good way to lose body fat. Well, the probably one of the only ways to lose body fat and just keep seeing results. So did that. And then just did weight training alongside that, which is helps boost your metabolism and helps your body to burn fat. Kept it very simple. I probably at the time thought there was loads more stuff going on. Like I was probably... I remember I used to eat different amounts of calories on gym days and train and non-gym days. And I used to probably have different amounts of carbs on different days and take like 16 different types of supplements, because I thought they were all gonna benefit me. But the reality is the, the only thing that was helping, that was really working was the calories and the the workouts. Yeah, and I did the same kind of thing. And then I slowly,
1: over the years, phased out all the things that I was like, maybe that didn't do anything like Ben said, maybe that expensive supplement didn't do anything um maybe it really is as simple as calories and protein and uh working out consistently and like i think it was the year before last was the last time i got really lean on purpose um and i just did the most simple thing ever i just reduced the calories as ben said over time not even that low and um and i just worked out consistently not even that crazily hard and they were probably the best results i've got like i got really lean and I didn't overcomplicate it. I think that made it even easier to stick to because I wasn't trying to eat different calories. I, I once did carb cycling and tried to eat different amount of carbs on th- three different days. I was eating three different amount of carbs and it was just, it was a nightmare. So we kind of we kind of built this action plan out that worked. And then I, I guess we did it year after year after year. And over time, you just build these habits. So you learn to you you learn to become consistent by just keep on, keeping on doing it, right? So we just went to the gym and went to the gym and we went to the gym. We didn't stop. And then over time, that became easier. And then we'd track calories and track calories and track calories and eat the right amount for us. And over time, that's become easier. Until now, we don't really need to... Like, I haven't tracked calories for ages. I just know how much I need to eat for me and I can sustain my weight. And if I want to gain weight, I have to eat a little bit more. But I know how to do that. If I want to lose some fat, I know how to do that. again it's just come down to building habits really so we had these action plans we had this goal and then we just repeated it and it's the same thing we do with our clients isn't it we just repeat the process it's not it's not that fancy it's not that complicated but it works and then the longer you do it for the better and more ingrained these habits become
0: until it becomes easier yeah very very simple approach and i remember well we both came up with our own kind of approaches i I think initially we probably did things did different things like you might have done the carb cycling i might have been doing something else well i think we were trying to beat each other we were, like, yeah, we were going try to look that. better <laughs> exactly like what secret what secret fat loss secrets can i find that's going to mean i look better than rob i was like oh stage. ben's ben's bought that hmb
1: stuff i'm gonna buy this creatine ethyl ester because of that and then you buy something else and i buy something else and i'd be like i'm gonna carb cycle three days a week <laughs>
0: i think it exactly. got a bit silly but then um Eventually, yeah, as Rob said, we got down to that really simple approach. We then started using that approach for our clients as well. The very, very simple strip back approach, which doesn't take over your life. And I remember as well, Rob um there was this guy I I, I always looked up to in the gym. Uh Steve Box. Yep. He was always in great shape. He always looked good. And he did he did um what does he do? Like bodybuilding contests and all that kind of stuff. he was was like a model as well wasn't he yeah the model he was in great shape really knew what he was doing and rob um sat down and had a chat with him at one point because we wanted to kind of double check whether well we'd come up with this system ourselves well we'd kind of like come up with our own approach the simple approach and then we'd been using this approach with our clients and it had been working for them We kind of wanted to double check because at this point we weren't like um we weren't qualified to even do we weren't like qualified pts or anything we just kind of stumbled into coaching people so we wanted to check with somebody who's an expert, like is what we're doing the best approach? And he also said, like his the approach he would use with his clients was the same thing, just like reduce calories steadily, slowly, and do weight training. Yeah, and the missing piece of the puzzle was just like he told
1: me this, and we went away and used it. Right? We went, mm-hmm. we we oh, I don't know why my phone's making noise. Um, we went away and used it, and we I remember we launched it. Did we launch it to a hundred people for free? Yeah, initially. And then another 300 a bit later on um, for free, because we had this blog, we had this following on Twitter and we were like, we don't really know what we're doing, but um, we want to help people. And loads of people were asking us for help. So we were like, we launched this free plan and we did it for a hundred people, we did it for 300 people. And we are like, the people who stuck to it looked amazing. Like at the end of, end of it, they were like, I've never seen results like this. I've done these diets, done all this cardio, done all this they couldn't believe the change and we probably had 10 to 20 people who had phenomenal results who went from like kind of uh a bit overweight or fairly overweight to then being pretty lean or really lean and um we're like oh we've cracked this but then we realized the other 80 90 people just couldn't stick to it or didn't know how to stick to it so that's what that's kind of um when things progressed didn't they so that was train eat gain original business back in the day where we figured out we figured out what the formula was for success in terms of what you need to do but then we also figured out that most people are not just going to actually do it we had this we first thought they would because we had this goal of the fashion show every year and it was like this huge motivation for us because obviously it's embarrassing if you mess up and it was important to us but we didn't realize that was something that was missing so what in your mind Ben? changed then what did we then do from then on to kind of help people stick to it, build that consistency and build those habits. Cause that's when
0: it really changed. I think that became almost our uh, obsession after we, after we realized that the fitness thing, the fitness side of things is actually really simple, like really simple. It all just comes down to sticking it. We just sticking to it. We then just started thinking, well, figuring out mm-hmm. how to help people sticking with it other than like being at the house to tell them to, uh, do the right thing or like phone calling them every day or doing what a PT would do and like guiding them through every single workout session because that's not what we were doing. We were trying to figure out this whole online fitness thing, the doorbells going, I'm not gonna answer it, whoever <laughs> is can, they can stay outside. Um, and so we started building in systems to help people to stick to a program. So the things that we used, one of the main things was accountability. So being accountable to yourself and to somebody else really, really helps. So the way we approached it without online fitness coaching was we got our clients to be accountable, first of all, to us. So every single client would check in with us every single week. So they would know they had to come in and submit their scores. They had to say, how many workouts did I do this week? How many days did I stick to my nutrition? How many days did I stick to my my, uh, mindset work? which is another thing we added in to help people stick to it. And just that accountability and having a scoring system and knowing whether you are winning or losing. Like, it's Monday, I'm at the end of the day. Did I win today or did I lose today? It's not like I ate kind of healthy and I, I did some kind of workout. I don't know if that's going to get me the results or not. It's I did the correct workout. I ate the exact right amount, uh, the exact right amount of calories I was supposed to and I know I'm going to get the results from that. So accountability was one of the first things that we added with weekly check-ins, which we've still carried on today. We now get people to be accountable in a community as well, which is even more powerful. So when you have to check in with everybody else on the program all at once, um, that adds a whole other element to it. Yeah, and this is, again,
1: voice is going a little bit strange, but this is something we're actually building into the new Trinity Lifestyle Plan as a there's an app that comes with it so an iphone app or an android app and you can actually track all these scores in it because what we found was it was more important to track the consistency than what everyone else was tracking most people were tracking weight or maybe body, body mate body mate <laughs> body weight or body measurement but the problem is those things can fluctuate naturally they can go up and down up and down depending on your hormone levels and things. So they're not necessarily gonna go down all the time, even if you're losing fat because you might put water weight on, um, you might bloat out, you might hold this water weight, which then puts your weight up. There's lots of reasons, and especially for females, especially if you're going through um, your period or menopause or all sorts of hormonal changes, which go throughout your cycle, your weight can go up and down and not reflect what's really happening. So a lot of people are using weight And what we found was much more effective was to actually just track your consistency. Because if you're being consistent, over time, you're definitely gonna see the change. Like as long as your calories are right, which we have coaches to help people with, or software within the lifestyle plans to help people figure out. As long as your calories are right, then all you need to do is be consistent. So having these tools to track your consistency and then reviewing it every week, being accountable to yourself and then publishing it into the um, community as well, to be accountable to everyone else, really, really helped Um, our clients to be more consistent. We saw massive improvements here because you could go, ah, over this last month, I thought I was doing, being really consistent, but actually I only stuck to my diet 15 out of 28 days in the last four weeks. And that means I've had almost two weeks off. And when you look at it like that, it looks completely different to saying, oh, I stuck to it um, four days a week, which sounds pretty good. It's like, oh, I've stuck to it four days a week like monday through thursday which is what a lot of people do and then the weekend rolls around but when you actually look at the overall consistency over time you could then suddenly see oh right like this this is 13 14 days every month that i'm actually eating not on track or i'm not exercising whatever it may be so that was a huge step i think in the scoring what else did you find changed
0: Yeah, another thing was just that we built a really strong community. Or a really strong community kind of built itself inside of our program. At some point we decided we were going to have a Facebook group for everybody who's in us, inside of our program. Um that new the new Trinity app's going to have a community in it as well. Um and the thing that the thing that really helps with the community is like being surrounded by people who have the same kind of standards that you do. So I think one of the things that really helped me in you succeed, Rob, was that we, it was like me, you, and our other housemate, Matt, Um, were yeah. very into going to the gym. So in our house, like the standard of food in our house, like the the typical meal would be like plain chicken, plain rice, plain broccoli. And then an, an unhealthy meal might be a pizza. There was no one who was sitting around drinking like 10 mm. cans of beer every night and having two giant things of chocolate and a fish and chips. That, well, that didn't was exist. <laughs> that was Adam. But even Adam, he did, he wasn't eating crazy amounts of like junk food though. Or but yeah, <laughs> I, I,
1: I, that's beside the point anyway, as Ben said. Yeah, Three it wasn't of like,
0: um, so if you're like in an environment, let's say your work environment, the standard, this, this is the standard for my old office working environment was, every day someone is going to bring in some muffins or biscuits or something, and everyone's going to eat muffins or biscuits every single day um the other standard was like if you get hungry at your desk you go to the vending machine and you get a chocolate bar and a can of coke and you come back that was like the standard that was set by the people around me whereas if you shift your like what you're seeing on a daily basis to a higher standard so if you come come into our trinity tribe and you see the standard is now six days a week you're eating good food 80 percent of your food is coming from really good sources you're tracking your calories every single day and you're doing weight training four times a week. As soon as you're surrounded by people who are doing this, you're suddenly like, oh, well, I've got to kind of keep up with this group now. I've, I've stepped into this new community of people. And if I don't keep up with them, I'm going to be the outcast. I'm going to be the outsider who gets left behind when everybody else sees results. And that kind of healthy competition is a really powerful motivator to get you building these new habits and doing these healthy things every day. Yeah, it definitely makes a huge difference
1: just seeing that every day and going, oh, other people are actually traveling the same path as me. But also the other great thing is people also are open on it. We encourage people to be open and post when things are going well. So you can say, you can see, oh look, this approach is working. There's people three, six, nine months down the line, 12 months down the line who've completely changed their lifestyle. So you can start to believe it anymore. But there's also people who are going, I'm struggling and you can go, oh good, I'm not the only one who's struggling. So there's a huge advantage to this because otherwise you're just stuck in your current situation, which is probably not serving you if you're already struggling with your weight. Maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your friends or colleagues at work, like Ben was saying, or your friendship group who live a lifestyle which doesn't support that. Maybe they don't exercise much, maybe they drink a lot, or maybe they just eat a lot of food and have a lot of junk food around, take have a lot of takeaways. And if that's all you're seeing then you're gonna to have to be having this huge battle every single day to try and change from that. And everyone who's within that is gonna be seeing you trying to change. They're gonna be trying to pull you back. It's just a natural human instinct. They don't want you to get better than them. They don't want you to get away and to make them feel bad ultimately. So the thing that can really help is having this community, this Trinity tribe that we have or something else like that. And as Ben said, the thing for us was just me, Ben and Matt, our housemates had this standard and it was, it did make it way easier. The standard was... I remember I used to stay at my girlfriend's... Alex and with... And I used to come home and the standard was... Matt would drive us to the gym every single morning. <laughs> I'm going to
0: laugh at this now. Was it 9 or 10 a.m.? It 10 wasn't even early. Every single day. I'd wake up, eat my this porridge. This is during exams, wasn't it? First of all. Wake up, have my... Was porridge before? I think I ate porridge yeah, before Yeah, it was before. I remember I'd always walk of of porridge. and you guys were already having your porridge. I'd have 150 grams of oats and like 600 milliliters of milk in my porridge, a couple of bananas and probably a protein shake. It's a pre-workout. Yeah,
1: I'd walk into this going on. So Ben was prepping his food. Matt would be prepping some sort of like porridge or protein smoothie thing. I would come in, make mine. I'd usually go via the butchers, then come in. Then we'd all go to the gym together because that's the lifestyle we're living. And um, this is obviously an amplified version of what our clients do because when you grow up, you can't just do this. (laughs) When you're a student, you kind of can, especially during exam time but we'd all go to the gym together we'd all come back then we'd all eat a healthy meal and it was just it made it so much easier because we saw each other doing it and you wanted to be part of that group and you wanted to not screw up in front of everyone else and yeah it just made it 10 times easier and i think having the community online is not quite as easy but as you know now so easy just whip your phone out have a look have a chat on it see what people are doing and then inspire yourself as well And so many of the people say it was one of the fundamental things that helped them get the lifestyle change that they wanted, was just being part of that community that you can't get from your own friends, probably. We were lucky, I think. We were quite fortunate that we were were at a time and a place and together when we were all trying to achieve the same goal. I think that's usually quite unusual. I think as adults, people get more stuck in their ways, more negative. They believe in themselves less because it's been longer since they've changed it and then people don't tend to all try and get in shape at the same time other than maybe January um, in a supportive way anyway I think I I don't know Ben what do you think but I think a lot of people try and not tell anyone this is what I hear from a lot of our clients so they they kind kind of struggle alone
0: even the husband as well Um, I just think like the older you get the more you don't have that sort of same kind of uh, contact time with friends so you tend to be surrounded more by family than friends like we were living together like as housemates as 22, 21 22 year old guys it was like three of us living in a house together it, it tends to be you, you get older everyone starts everyone gets married everyone has kids etc well not everyone has kids not everyone gets married but the the pressure the social pressure is there that people start having getting married and people start having kids and then they live with their partner and you don't see them as often you might go round to your friend's house for a cup of tea every couple of times a week but you haven't got that same sort of um, time living with them yeah I <clears throat> <ooh, laughs> sound like a monster every time I speak it's unlikely
1: they're also going to have the same schedule as well isn't it so they're probably even if they, you do want to work out together from home or the gym or whatever hmm. it's unlikely that you're going to coincide every day at the same time so it's going to there's got to be another way basically hasn't it because it's, it's unlikely to work for most people to, to expect to live with your friends and them to work out so this online community community can be it's, it can be the next best thing. It's modern technology and it seems to work really well.
0: Exactly. And um, yeah, one thing we do in Trinity as well is not only do we have the online community, but we take it to, we then run events for those clients. We've got an exciting one going on in uh, September, going to Spain, south of Spain to stay in a villa with some of our clients and uh, relax, have fun and learn some stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. We've
1: got the European Retreat, which is that one. Almost everyone who's done that has done Unstoppable, which is another event we run, which is a weekend breakthrough event to break through your mindset barriers and learn how to go
0: alone with confidence as well. We've got it that just, in June. We've got all sorts. It just goes to show that like even if, I don't know, if you're the type of person, you don't have any friends who are into fitness and stuff, you can build like real lasting friendships through an online kind of program like this. I've done different online courses and programs before. We did um, um, like one up in Newcastle, me and Rob together, and yeah, I'm still kind of in contact with the guys we did did that with as well. So yeah,
1: yeah. As Ben said, you don't have to despair if you're like no one I know is into this. Like some, I remember Angela Wallace, one of our clients, lovely lady who's I think 61 or 60 now, and she she got in really great shape with us over a sort of year period said in, um, it's in our video, you can find the video somewhere on Facebook, one of our marketing videos where she, she talks about it. She said she honestly speaks to some of the people in that community more than a lot of her her, her original friends just because they get her and they they understand where she's going with her lifestyle change and um, being fit and healthy again. And you can build real good bonds over that, like Ben
0: said. Mm, definitely.
1: And eventually, like, where does this lead? So. We've talked about you can try trial and error you can try that's kind of going to take a very long time probably may never work out you may not have time as a grown person to do that and to ever get to the result you may not have the time to commit to that so you can then try and study and learn on your own or you can get an action plan that's already kind of designed to get you the result you want and to get you that lifetime transformation starting with setting a goal then you need to get have some sort of accountability and scoring system and some sort of community or association with other people doing the same thing. If you've got all of those things, where
0: can you expect to get to, Ben? Well, those things are going to help you to basically put your action plan into into practice for long enough that you start seeing results. That's when it starts getting really easy and really, really interesting. When you know that every time you go to the gym, every time you prep a meal, every time you track your calories, it's adding like 1% to towards your goal it becomes very very addictive as soon as you start seeing those results then you'll get hooked basically Um, yeah and we see this with our clients don't we like i was just
1: whilst you're saying that i was thinking in my head like we've got a number of clients who are like a beacon now inside of our communities on social media just posting about their fitness and they weren't necessarily people who were like this who were like look at this shoulder definition now that i'm getting or this new squat personal best I've got or this and that and we've got like Harriet, Caroline, Tina all the girls are coming on our retreats and Unstoppable um, Patricia's been posting as well I saw on the group this week loads of people have been just you can tell they've got to this point where you're hooked and then once you get there it gets much
0: easier doesn't it? Yeah it gets very very easy to so just continue going with it as soon as you get addicted to it that's kind of the first stage you get to um And then when you stick to something for long enough, it becomes kind of just... It just becomes something you have to do. So I'm sat here drinking a green smoothie now. Mine's I've, been, here as well. I've been away from home for like six weeks. I was in um, Canada snowboarding. with not, I didn't have access to my blender. I wasn't making my day, my green smoothies every single day. I missed having that green smoothie so much for those six weeks because that's just become like... That's what I do. I'm Ben Hughes and I drink green smoothies and I work out. And you just... If you go through you go through this goal setting process long enough, you achieve enough goals, you really figure out what matters to you. So for me, it's kind of just when I exercise, when I treat my body well, when I um, have my green smoothies and all of that kind of stuff. I my energy levels are good. I feel happier. I feel more confident. I feel more positive. When I go and do sports and stuff, I like to be fit and in shape. If I do my mobility work, it it means that I'm more flexible and um. I don't get so much back pain and things like that but I found all of these reasons that are nothing to do with like I'll look better I just know that all of these actions improve my life so much that I can't go back to how I was before now it's just then that's just unacceptable
1: yeah and even more so I'd say like that's that all happened then it cascaded even more in my experience and Ben's experience it then becomes what else can I do and I see this happening with our clients now as well some of the ones who've lost the weight they wanted to lose like caroline's lost three stone and she's now saying what else can i do um where what else can i improve in my life and ben and i definitely had this so we, we kind of finished university and then we said we could probably build a business like could we do that because we've achieved this in fitness and we've got we've built those habits that's become the normal for us but then can we do this and then can we um can we achieve some new fitness goal that we've never achieved before or can i achieve do something in my relationship I've never done before for that person. And it kind of cascades into every area of our life. And for me, it's just become, the purpose has become to keep challenging myself to overcome these things. But the key thing I would say is, for me, um, it doesn't, this can seem, probably seem overwhelming. Like one of the things I really struggle with is listening to podcasts of people that are so successful or whatever that I can't really understand where they're at and the way they're talking from anymore. And I'd say the first thing is you've got to focus, first achieve that goal in terms of where you want to be physically, the way you feel, the way you look, your strength, your fitness. And once you've done that, then you can start worrying about everything else. But there's, I mean, you'll you'll get to a point as long as you make this lifestyle transformation or you're focused on this lifestyle transformation where it will become normal, you'll get good at it. You will achieve that goal. You just got to realize it might not be three months it might not even be six months but a year or two down the line you can actually get there as long as you just keep going and then you'll have the knowledge and frameworks to keep going and this is what ben and i have found like ben what kind of frameworks do you live from give give a couple examples to people so they can kind of understand what i mean by this
0: so for example um where it would have taken me back in my university days when i was doing the vin diesel workout it might have taken me an hour to put a workout together for myself so i'd have to you know, sit down. Really think about it. Like Google, which exercises should I do for this? Google, how long should the workout be? How many reps and sets should I do for each exercise? Blah blah blah. Now I went to the gym yesterday. I had no plan. I just turned up there in my car, went in there, and I just I know I just know what to do now. I know I need to do this. I need to do a leg exercise. I need to do a shoulder, whatever. And I can just I can put the workout together. I know how much time I've got. I know what's going to be the most effective use of that time. I have kind of the knowledge and the frameworks to just freestyle it. And it's the same kind of thing with my nutrition. I have like the knowledge and the frameworks in place to kind of freestyle my nutrition. I can look at um, like I'm about to create a p- plate of food. I generally, know, I'll just know kind of how much of each thing I should have. How, much, how many potatoes is a sensible amount for me, which is going to add up to the right amount of calories over the day. How much chicken do I need to get the right amount of protein in? How much salmon do I need? How much olive oil should I put in my jacket potato? Um, I just I just kind of intuitively know these things where I didn't before and that makes it very very easy because it's no longer it's no longer effort It's the same amount of effort for me to make an unhealthy meal as it is to make a healthy meal It's the same amount of effort for me to do a bad workout as it is to do a good workout so now it's just an obvious decision I just choose to do the best workout I can and to eat in the most effective way I can. Exactly.
1: And once you've got there it's it's really quite enjoyable because you don't have to stress about it. You don't it doesn't have to take over your life and you can still continue to see the results. So you just gotta start really. I think that's the first thing. You've just gotta start, you gotta set a goal and you've got to go after it. You've got to get an action plan that will get you to that goal and then you've just gotta keep going. Maybe in ninety days you'll only get so far and then do another ninety days and another ninety days and you'll know when the time has come. Like I've I've had this discussion with our clients. You'll know when you switch from it being massive effort to being like, This is now my lifestyle. If you're not sure where to start with that, the Trinity Lifestyle Plan
0: is coming out this Thursday, is that right, Ben? Uh yeah. Unless, Thursday morning. Unless we have a some sort of terrible disaster. But um yeah, the the beauty of the lifestyle plan as well is the, the way we've priced it, like a lot of people, when they start dieting, they look at they look at the overall time they're going to have to do, and they think, you know, I can afford to do this for ninety days. If the plan costs fifty pound a month, I can afford to do it for ninety days. Problem with that is you can only then see ninety days worth of results. So the way we've priced this is it's in the price range where it's not going to break the bank to keep it running for a longer period of time. So you can really start to build those long term habits, and you can really start to make a long term lifestyle shift yeah like it's the cops cost of a couple of coffees
1: a couple of sandwiches or um not all of that just a couple of coffees or a couple of sandwiches (laughs) or a couple of drinks out um one takeaway one takeaway for the entire month like one cheap takeaway as well and that little investment every single month that you can then tick all the boxes in the app follow, follow the processes in the app watch the videos in the app if you just go through that for six months it's not going to cost much money on the grand scheme of things that could completely change your life it could completely shift your lifestyle and it's literally all there this is the crazy thing like the plan we've put there is what we've now proven on over three and a half thousand women to work to shift your lifestyle and all you have to do is follow it and you will get that lifetime weight loss transformation but also you will know how to keep going with that for life and it's kind of crazy now i think how how we're charging so little for this but um i think it's going to hopefully help a lot more people this is our aim with this who can't afford the online coaching but who just needs to be shown what to do and a process to follow and then just bit by bit day by day that lifetime transformation will come a reality so
0: ben where are they going to be able to get this if they are interested in getting this If you're not already subscribed to our um, daily email broadcast, you can go to trinitytransformation.co.uk. Basically, sign up for any of anything on there. Any of our free guides. Any of our there's a a link to just motivation emails. Just sign up to anything. If you put your email in that box, you'll then start receiving updates about this. um, It's brand new lifestyle plan, which is coming out on Thursday. And yeah, you'll be able to get access to it. So we're going to limit the spaces as well, initially. So I don't expect them to last very long. So if you are interested, get yourself signed up to that ASAP so you don't miss out.
1: There you go. Get yourself signed up. Head over to trinitytransformation.co.uk. Sign up for the emails, the free guides, the workout plan, whichever one tickles your fancy. And we'll send you more information because I think there's only going to be 100 spaces. Is that right? Initially, yeah because we basically want to test it out, make sure there's no glitches with the software on the app that we've developed and then providing there aren't any, we'll see what happens. But if you want to be within those first 100 people to get in and start doing it on Thursday, then you know where to go. And hopefully we'll see you on, on the Trinity Lifestyle plan very soon. So that brings us to the end of today's Motivation Method Podcast. But before you go, we have some important announcements.
0: So stop now.
1: Piece one is if you're not currently subscribed on iTunes to the Motivation
0: Method Podcast, get yourself subscribed today. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending those your way. The final
1: piece of this is our Motivation Masterclass Challenges. If you're ready to finally unleash your inner motivation and willpower with a customized action plan and your own personal coach and the support of our Trinity tribe, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk today and sign up for our motivation masterclass
0: and we'll get you started right away. And last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, number one, do the things that we talk about here. And number two, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, all we ask of you is to simply share this show with one person who you think it could help today. So this
1: is Rob Burkhead.
0: And this is Ben Hughes. And this has been the Motivation Method Podcast. See you on the next one.